When Sweet Tarts dared to combine sweet and tart, they thought, why stop there? Why not create other exciting and unexpected combinations like rainbows and ropes or fruity and gummy or chewy and more chewy? That's why they created fun treats like Sweet Tarts Twisted Rainbow Ropes, Gummies Fruity Splits, and Chewy Fusions. When you dare to combine, it's sure to blow your mind. Sweet Tarts, dare to combine. Visit SweetTartsCandy.com to shop now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly roundup of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host, and this is episode 151. This week, we learn all about one of the year's hottest trends, Filipino. Ellie chats to Lee and Sinead of street food store Barbecue Dreams, who you might have seen on BBC's Million Pound Menu, about Filipino family traditions and why Lee's mum's chicken adobo will always be his favourite dish. So hello, I am here with Leon Sinead, founders of Barbecue Dreams, a Filipino street food stall that you might have recently seen on BBC's Million Pound Menu. So, um, Lee, let's Hi. start off with you. Were you surrounded by Filipino food? Is that the food you grew up with? Um, in some sense, yeah. So obviously my mum's Filipino. Mm. When Where I grew up in Northampton, there wasn't a massive Filipino community, so... It was the majority of it was, you know, my mum's cooking at home um, and my grandmother as well. And then sort of later on, as as my mum started to be introduced into more of, you know, the Filipinos around, we would yeah. spend a lot of our weekends at, you know, Filipino pl- people's houses um, where they would do banquets all the time and, you know, play mahjong all day long and, ha- and have food then, yeah. So that was kind of like the beginning, there wasn't that much, but then kind of in my sort of early teens definitely surrounded by a lot of Filipino food. And what were the kind of, um, you mentioned on a Sunday you'd have big like banquets. What kind of are traditions of Filipino? Are there big oh. feasts? Obviously, yeah, yeah, so it's, it's definitely like, they definitely prefer more like a buffet sort of service and stuff. Okay. You know, so like it <laughs> yeah. would be like massive plates of lumpia, so spring rolls and pancit noodles and big pots of adobo chicken and stuff mm. like that. So where just people just help themselves to it. So it's always like eating that style. Yeah. And you mentioned that, so obviously in the past year, I think definitely um, Filipino cuisine 
people are starting to know a lot more about it. You're starting to see it popping up everywhere. Do you think it is just in the past year or like you say, there's there's always going to have been communities yeah. where it's been popular yeah. and things? There's definitely, there's always been Filipino communities around and definitely mm. pockets of them. You know, at, like Ells Court is a really famous one in London and, you know, the Filipinos have been there since the 70s, you know, a long time, especially since, you know, coming over to do a lot of nursing and things like this. So th there's always been pockets of Filipino communities around, but the food has kind of always stayed within those communities, mm. you know, and they've been very traditional dishes and very traditional styles of cooking. Um, so, and that's where I think that things have started to change, where sort of our sort of generation, who are second generation, you know, Filipinos, like mixed Filipinos, has started to really push the culture out of that and start to kind of, you know, bring it into the other side of our mm. lives, if that makes sense. So why why do you think it was that they kind of kept to themselves? Was it just that there wasn't a demand for it maybe? Or um, I, I think that I think that if the push had happened earlier, mm. it would, it, you know, London's always been ready for new food. Yeah. I think that, um, so I read a really interesting article recently, which was talking about how good Filipinos are at assimilating into other cultures. Okay. And so... And which I kind of, I really agree with because, you know, being brought up around, you know, a mixed mixed couple parents, mm. I, you really see it. And, and and it was saying that Filipinos are just good at, if they go to America or London or wherever it is, they're, they're good at kind of blending into the culture around them. And um, and I think that, that has kind of meant that they haven't really pushed their own culture, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So what are the big influences of Filipino food? Um, so Filipino food, again, I, I read this recently, <laughs> where it, it, they, people keep on describing it as like the original fusion, Asian fusion. Right. And I really agree with it. You know, it's, it's, it's got influences from Malay, from Malaysia, from China, from Japan. Then obviously it was a, a Spanish colony for a long time, so it's got a lot of Spanish influence in it. Um, they're very closely linked with America, so there's a lot of American food. So it's it's a it's a real mishmash mm. of flavors, um, but it's kind of helped it create its own unique approach Being on everything. In yeah, yeah, yeah. And what are some of the key flavors that you'll find in it? Um, you'll you'll find a lot of things like a lot of vinegar, a mm. lot of soy, a lot of a lot of garlic, nice. a lot of bay, <laughs> um, coconut, mango. Chicken, pork—they're the big, big main meats. Um, just, you know, everything that is really based on its own agriculture as well. So everything that they grow in the Philippines is—you know—they use in all of their. Cooking. They make, so, yeah, they make the most yeah, of that. Yeah. Okay, and so um, you, you and Sinead, you both met at uni. Is that right? Yeah, we met. Um, I moved over here to do my masters, and um, we had a mutual friend um, that Lee was in college with, and uh, yeah, we kind of met met through, met that, through that person yeah <laughs> and so what um were you, you you weren't studying anything to do with food I guess no I was I was studying photography I did commercial okay. photography yeah 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 but um, I've been like, involved in food since I was a kid my first job was in McDonald's so I guess amazing. You, I guess you could count that <laughs> yeah so. a good start <laughs> yeah it's a great start <laughs> and so what kind of spiked you to start this street food store was it that you saw a gap in the market or yeah I think like for the both of us we've both been kind of we we've always wanted to start our own thing um we've always wanted to be self-employed 
and have our own business. And we've always loved cooking for people. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of the things that, you know, Sinead and I did a lot of the time, which was, you know, every occasion we would always do a bit of a banquet thing. So we've kind of, it was just kind of mixing those two things of like, you know, just really wanting to do our own thing and really loving food. So it kind of made sense to us. Um, and there was no one doing Filipino food. So we just thought, let's give it a go. Let's see, see yeah, how it goes. Yeah. And so like you said, you were both cooking like big banquet style food feasts when you were at uni um was it filipino food you were cooking for yourself was that kind of was what you were doing well for me yeah like, um <laughs> or you Sinead if that was your that was your style um, <laughs> early on <laughs> um, for myself at uni no I, mm. I mean every time you know if I was to cook for for all of my friends mm. in uni then every now and then we would do something Filipino so everyone could try it. But generally, you know, it's, it's still just student life. It's isn't so, it? yeah, know, yeah. Like, like noodles and <laughs> yeah. eggs, so that's pretty much it. Yeah. Noodle instant pot. I think it was when you kind of, when we first started going out, that you cooked a lot more Filipino mm. food. And that oh, was really? mainly because I wanted it. Yeah. And I wanted to try it. So before I... you met Lee, had you ever no. tried No. No, no, I'd never had Filipino no. food. It was. Lee that introduced Jesus. me to it. What yeah. was what was the first dish you had? I think you made chicken adobo. Mm. Yeah. Nice. And it was really, really good. That's why you stuck with it. Yeah. Of course it was, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just kept annoying you to do more yeah. and more. Keep, keep making that stew. Yeah. Yeah. We, get to a point yeah. where we had so much we couldn't eat it for a while. Yeah, we had to have a break. Yeah. 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 Need, yeah. need to take yeah. some time off. Yeah. Um, so from like your first wanting to set up this street food stall to then actually it happening what did what did you do to get there kind of thing um it happened really really quickly mm, we did it quick, yeah. yeah but basically yeah we kind of spoke about it had an idea and then the next minute Lee quit his job and I was wow. freaking out about the rent <laughs> so would so you had you both got full-time jobs after uni yeah. you were yeah. doing okay and then you just decided just decided that yeah. was it i mean like yeah, yeah. we've been talking about it for a, for a few months yeah it wasn't actually very long yeah and we hadn't actually really formulated a proper idea mm-hmm. but we just knew that we wanted to do it and then I, I think like personally i was at a point with my job at the time where it was a great job and i really enjoyed it but it just wasn't doing what i yeah. wanted it to do so I remember, like, I'd, I'd kind of, you know, I'd spoken to friends about maybe leaving, and they were like, everyone was like, you have to wait at least a year for any job. Mm. So on the day of the year... <laughs> yeah. 365 <laughs> days, yeah. you're out there. Was like, yeah. on the day of the year, I just handed in my notice. And and, and then I, get, I remember coming home to Sinead and be like, I've handed in my notice, we need to do something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, need to start making but, this food. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think then that just spurred us on even more because yeah. you have yeah. no choice. It's kind of yeah. sink or swim. It's, yeah. Um, and we did kind of... Once we'd started, we did both um, still work part time, you know, to keep to it keep, going, to put a security. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and then how long was it? That was exactly a year. And then well. that was a year, and then we both mm-hmm. quit our jobs, mm-hmm. and then that just went from there. Went from there, yeah. 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 So, what markets did you start at? We started yeah. at Hoxton Street Market. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> tiny we bought. A, we bought an old Talbot Express which was amazing because the whole plan was to turn that into a street food van but yeah. then 
it turned out that that actually was a it was actually a nightmare yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a good starting point I'm surprised point. we even managed to sell that actually yeah like, I'm, like, I'm surprised we managed to get it back from where we bought it yeah like, and there were like really weird fumes and I remember like <laughs> feeling very lightheaded yeah. and just going, something's <laughs> not right yeah. there was a problem with the exhaust yeah the yeah but then and the, we also had like a, a gazebo we just bought from Argos and yeah, you know, I think that our, our barbecue we actually bought from like B and Q in the sale, and you know, yeah, yeah, just like really budget, basic. budget, <laughs> yeah. just starting off where you can. Yeah. Yeah. But for us, like as long as we were able to start cooking mm. food and mm. doing something, and, and our that feedback was... instantly was great. You know, yeah, like, we had really nice customers already, yeah. and really good chats, and you know, so it started really well. Stay tuned to find out more about Filipino cooking and all about that adobo, the national dish of the Philippines. So when you first started off, was barbecue like a focus of the food? What dishes were you kind of cooking then? Well, so the whole idea originally was to do everything on the barbecues. Yeah. Barbecue skewers. So Mm. we actually were kind of doing quite a bit of offal. Yeah. Yeah. Things like ox heart and all this. So we were, I, and we were roasting whole bellies on the barbecue yeah. as well, which wow. was really nice. That was that yeah. was actually our thing, wasn't it? We yeah. were like, so there's a there's a dish called um, lechon lechon guali, and we were kind of doing our take on that. So you boil the pork, and then after we were roasting it in in the um, in the barbecue. So that was a big yeah. thing, wasn't it? And then we'd chop it up and really good. And do it mm. great, <laughs> it yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, but then we soon realised that we just couldn't p- p- pump out the numbers. Yeah, you know, and to make. A on a small barbecue yeah. yeah yeah you've got to yeah, yeah you have to be able to have a quick turnaround and pump out numbers yeah. and fortunately it just didn't work on the barbecue so yeah. and then is that when you changed kind of doing more of the stews and stuff like that or um, well we were doing stews at the beginning as well yeah right? so we would be roasting the pork and then doing our chicken adobo and stuff like that. i think that then we kind of more moved on to doing other dishes like liempo which is a grilled pork so okay where we started using a, a flat top grill rather than a barbecue itself yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and just started to adapt bits and pieces. Yeah. To kind of be a bit more accessible as well. I was going to say, what was the reaction when you first, because I'm guessing for a lot of people it might have been the first time they'd tried Filipino yeah. food. What were people's reactions to it when you first started? It was, I mean, once people tried it, we didn't, they, that wasn't the problem. You know? Yeah. Like, it was, was it getting know, people it to try it? Yeah. To try it. Yeah. And, you know, really? when you're trying to sell something that nobody really understands mm. and has any idea of what it's going to entail and then you're stood next to you know a falafel tra- trader and a burger trader mm. and a chicken trader yeah. you're always going to be the bottom of that pile yeah but i think that what we've and we've always said it is that everywhere we've ever been if we once we're there at the at the beginning we're always the quietest mm. yeah um, and then for us, it's always a bit about building return trade. Yeah. You know, and even when we started with Curb, we were doing all the markets and we were the bottom trader every time for yeah. like a year. And then you just start, then people just start, you start seeing the same faces day in, day in, day in. Yeah. And that's where you start to grow and be able to like reinvest. And, yeah. You know, and then they'll recommend you and yeah. it'll go like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the recipes that you, um, that you started with or you do now, are they... Like family recipes, where did you get Some those of them from? Are. So the adobo is our most traditional one, isn't it? That yeah. was that's based on my grandmother's recipe. Yeah. Can you talk us through that? Or is that yeah. no, secret? No, 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 no. <laughs> so the thing is with the adobo is that every it's known as unofficially known as the national dish of the Philippines. Okay. But every family has their own recipe. Yeah. So it's one of those ones where it's really kind of 
yeah, very ambiguous. Yeah, no yeah. one really knows what it is. No one really knows. Um, but so we, we've taken my grandmother's recipe and just we've kind of, you know, adapted that slightly. But it's basically, it's, you know, it's fried garlic, bay, onion, chicken, soy. So normally you would, you, you know, you would use light and dark soy and really cook it down um, and vinegar. But we use only light soy. So okay. We just prefer it to be a bit fresher. Um, and then we also, it's about the stuff that we add to it as well, which isn't really very traditional. So, we, you know, we do things like nigella seeds and peas and spring onion, coriander. Whereas traditionally in the Philippines, you kind of just leave it like that. And that yeah. Would, you know, with rice. Yeah. So like you, um, you both mentioned, um, Barbecue Dreams had a pop-up at Meat Liqueur. Mm. And you said you had a lot of customers coming that were Filipino. Mm. So how did they react to... Obviously, you kind of putting a twist almost on some classic yeah. recipes. How did that go down? It's been funny, hasn't it? Like the whole journey has been funny with Filipinos. Yeah. Like, yeah. like obviously uh, we love them. Yeah. Just get that in now. Um, they are great. But they've also been our harshest critics. Yeah. And, really? Yeah, and yeah. I think that this is because mm-hmm. it's kind of this is the be- the beginning of a sort of Filipino food revolution. In mm. that, you know, it's not traditional the people everything that's kind of coming out isn't traditional and um so we would have filipinos try our, our dishes and just go this isn't filipino it's like <laughs> yeah. yeah it's filipino inspired you know you, <laughs> yeah. you kind of have to explain it a, a lot of the time and and that would always like you know the amount of times that they would see Sinead working on the store <laughs> a white like, blonde is- irish girl <laughs> yeah. and they'll be like uh what is, what this? is yeah. this yeah, yeah definitely. um <laughs> i had a lot of that yeah but like but also it's because they're so proud of their heritage mm. that it's quite hard for them to kind of look outside of it a little bit but after the show we had mm. so much support didn't we? yeah like, i mean the, and and the, a lot of filipino people that um ate with us at meat liquor but the feedback from them was really really mm. great and i think yeah. well they were already thinking outside the box weren't they yeah to Which come along to come yeah and yeah, to find us yeah. so yeah yeah and i, I also think that like we did have some negative stuff from from filipinos mm. um I can't remember what I was going to say. I was going to say something. It's <laughs> fine. Um, so I think the thing that surprised me when I tried it is how light and fresh a lot of the things, like some of my favourite dishes were the green beans mm. and the cauliflower in mm. particular. And that, yeah. that cauliflower is, yeah, amazing. Yeah, um, is that something that surprises a lot of people, the freshness, do you think? I think that actually it's more our take. Yeah. You know, yeah. We kind of, we really want to freshen stuff up a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's not that Filipino food is heavy in any way. No. But um, just the dishes that we've kind of taken inspiration from can be very, like, you know, yeah. quite rich and quite punchy. Yeah. So we've kind of made that a bit fresher. Mellowed. Made it a little, mellowed it out. Just to, it, it just makes it more accessible. Yeah. yeah. Board, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's the main thing for us is about, you know, it's about just introducing as many people as we can into it rather than really dissecting yeah rather than saying this is it if you like it exactly you like it otherwise yeah Yeah. um so what are some of the other recipes that you do obviously we've got the chicken adobo we've got loads of stuff don't we we've got like a list of about 28 dishes that we do wow what are some what are some of your favorites um so like my favorite is our lechon koalim yeah okay so mine too is that the pork pork. yes yes yeah what's not to love about deep fried pork So yeah. what is that then? Is it just deep fried pork? <laughs> yeah. Well, so traditionally, like Lee was saying earlier, you would boil it. Yeah. And then uh, deep fry. But with us, we would we sous vide it for twenty four hours. Yes. In a water bath, and then and then we press it and air it, and then 
fry it. So it's, mm. yeah. It's, 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 yeah. You just have to try it. You just have to go and try yeah. it really. Yeah. Um, it's very good. Yeah. And then we do like a beef tapa, so, which is a, mm. a garlic cured beef. Traditionally in the Philippines, you would just, it's thin slices, and you would cook it all the way through. Mm. Whereas we, we use cuts like bavettes. Right. Or actually, we really like bacania as well to yeah. do it with, and and we do the marinade, do a light cure, mm. but then we just we cook it quite rare. rare. Okay. Yeah, and then we you know serve that with a fried egg, um, which is kind of a take on a, a Filipino breakfast. Yes. Yeah. 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 And like yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. 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 So it's those little twists that we do that just that just know. yeah make yeah. it a bit different. Yeah. yeah. And like you were saying in um, the Philippines, if you were going to go, they all. The idea is that you really make the most of the produce that you have mm. there to mm. hand. How's that kind of hindered you or helped you being like doing it in London instead? I think that actually it's, it hasn't been it, it's actually hasn't been hard to find Filipino products. Here. Yeah, there are certain things which you know, like calamansi, which is a it's a Asian lime and it's used a lot in the Philippines. It's almost impossible to get fresh calamansi here because okay. it doesn't last long, and you know the shipping. All of these things. So that's actually that, and that is a big flavor in Filipino mm. cooking. We haven't really been able to get a hold of a decent yeah. product for that because yeah. a lot of them are, you know, it's from concentrate and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but generally, I think you know, it's it's London, isn't it? You can get yeah. anything everywhere. Yeah, absolutely everything. Yeah. So do you do you think if you were to do this elsewhere in the country, it mm. would be more challenging? Do you uh, think? I do. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I that so. just doing street food in general outside yeah. of London is harder. I was going to ask. So obviously, when you um, we're on the programme. It was in Manchester, wasn't mm. it, that you did the initial kind of pop-up. Mm. What were people's reactions to it then? Because that really was the first time, wasn't it, that yeah. outside of London probably that people were trying it and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Well, that was it. I think that, like, almost everybody, when they were asked, said that they'd never tried Filipino. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, everyone was really open-minded. Yeah. People, like, it was really, it was actually really nice, wasn't it? It was kind of... Yeah. But it was a very different demographic as well. You mm. know, it's, it uh, is people who are following the BBC too. And, yeah. You know, so it was a different demographic for us to feed. And But everyone was really open-minded and really interested and, you know, had, like, great things to say. So it was, it was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. It was an interesting thing to kind of look see. Yeah. Yeah. And so, finally, what... I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yeah. What is your favourite Filipino dish? If you were to yeah. just have one... Like, what would it be? Mine's my mother's chicken adobo. Okay. Like, not your grandmother's, your mother's. Not, yeah, my okay. mum's like my mum's. You is know like what? I best. think it's I'm the same. Yeah. Could, mm-hmm. and it's a, you know you get sick of your own food yeah. after yeah. making it for so long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Constantly, you know, eating it. Yeah. yeah. It's the one thing I will constantly eat and never get really? sick of. Really? Yeah. 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 Do you know what her secret is? No. No. That's why <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> that's why it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. That's the one, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll go with that one well mm. uh, yeah so if you want to try uh lee and sinead's food it's um you're starting a pop-up on john lewis yeah. the oxford street rooftop isn't yes, it yeah. starting in mm, the 10th, 10th. Yeah. The 10th um the 10th for about six open. months yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah so go and check it out and have some of that pork yeah. belly come and say but, hello, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. thank you thank you so thank much, much. Thank thanks you. So that was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to find out more information on things in this episode, you can visit our website, olivemagazine.com. You can still pick up a copy of our April issue on the newsstand now, or go and download the app version. 
Bye for now and we'll be back next week with more food and drink chat. 